Hello and welcome to Freeball, the volleyball podcast, where we, you know, if you've looked on Instagram, we're in Hamburg, we made it, it's taken a while to get here, it's exciting stuff, and it's podcast number one, and it's uncut, so anything edited, well there is no editing, so <laughs> anything we get wrong, you're going to see how bad a broadcaster we really are. Um, I'm joined here by uh, Everett Delorum from Volley Source. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm excited to be here. It's been, uh, I mean, I've, I've been following for, you know, I remember you, you, the first one I heard was with Kevin Tilly. That was um, a fun one, right? Yeah, it was, exactly. And then uh, you also talked to my good buddy, Dan Neely from uh, 5-1-VB, and yeah. of course, Sam Pedlo from, from Canada. So uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I was kind of, as soon as I saw you today, I was like, oh, that's, that's the guy. <laughs> I, I, I want to I chat with him and, uh, you know, see, see if we could work some magic. Yeah, out of our... Yeah, a few hundred listeners a show. It's good that, <laughs> good that you're here. Volleyball Source, explain to us more about Volleyball Source and what that stands for. I mean, I've seen your stuff on YouTube, and it's uh, it's really cool. You've got a big reach, a big following, and it's yeah, it's impressive. Yeah, I mean, Volleyball Source started in 2010. It was a digital magazine back back then. It was started by Aaron Cadu, who was a former beach pro, and actually he's uh, coaching Sam and Sam, Sam Pedlo and Sam Shack. I've met him in, in yeah. LA. Yeah, he's, he's dope. Um, I jumped on board in about 2011 when I was working for Volleyball Canada, um, and you know I ended up, you know, writing for for Volleyball Canada while I was working for them. And uh, Aaron was just like, "Hey, how about you write with us?" And you know, it, it kind of grew into you know what we are now. Uh, I took over the brand in 2017. <laughs> and, you know, we, we had a website where we you know run you know I write articles. Uh, podcasts we do highlights and uh, live streaming as well in Canada so volleyball in Canada is uh, you know it's very much a niche sport and no one really follows it so basically it's it's me and uh, and, and no one else so yeah I know that feeling yeah, it's a small <laughs> it's a small market right and that's why uh, things like this are important because mm-hmm. you you, uh, you reach out to those people who who really want it yeah exactly so it's like you know five uh, one VB Damanili. I was seeing his stuff on Instagram, and I was like, "Yo, this is this is really good content." And then I saw him comment on something, you know, mentioning London, Ontario, and I was like, "Well, like, dude, you're if you're in Ontario, we should link up." And he's like, "Yeah, I'm in Toronto." So we met up, and it turns out I actually coached his little brother. It's like, yeah, that's and, volleyball, right? Yeah, and, and I was <laughs> so just like, "Dude, you know, like, we should we should start working together," and we have, and it's, uh, you know, it's. I think volleyball. I know. I know volleyball in Canada has really been marred by people working in silos and not wanting to work together. So it's been nice to kind of like reach out and you know try to do things co- collectively and, and help each other kind of grow. Yeah, I feel that it's the same. Same in the UK. And what bring what brings you here? What's your uh, what's your jam for Hamburg? Uh, you know what? Uh, I had never been to World Champs. I had never been to like a big event like this. So I was just like, you know what? Let's let's go down. Um, if, if you follow beach volleyball at all, you know that Canadian women right now are, are pretty much the, the yeah. cream of the crop. And, uh, you know, no one, no one really follows them and, and, and supports them. So uh, it just made sense for, for me to come down and just do coverage on, on my YouTube page and my, my website and, you know, check things out. That's really cool. It's been a great first couple of days, right? Yeah, uh, it's it has. been busy. Yeah. Uh, we're sat here for anyone who's wondering what's going on, it's 10.50. Mm-hmm. At night, we're sipping a trisky. We're drinking Polish beer, which is a welcome treat. That's pretty good, eh? Yeah, I'm, I'm liking it. Yeah, and it's uh, it's one of those days where I think we're both just, <laughs> just, just 
gassed. Yeah, I was up until like 3.30 this morning too because our Canada's men's indoor team was playing Nations League. We beat yeah. Italy yesterday. Yeah, that's a big result. Chi and Ellie and Co. Yeah, and then our, our women's team is in the Challenger Cup and we beat Argentina. So I watched those back-to-back last night and was that's up till about 3.30 this morning. Kyla Richie playing? Uh, no, Kyla didn't, didn't make it in. Um, we've got a couple of studs on the left side right now, Autumn yeah, yeah. Bailey and uh, Alexa Gray. Yeah, Ale- Alexa, huh? yeah, Alexa had she she played at BYU before. Um, she had fourteen kills like halfway through the the second set. Mm-hmm. She just was just unreal. So she's good. I had them at the World Champs actually. Very yeah, good. yeah really, really good. Um, yeah, what what a couple of days yeah. beach volleyball, right? What where do you want to start? I mean, this is for anyone having to try and track this. It's forty eight teams, men and women mm-hmm. playing all day. And for me as a commentator, I'm having a blast, but I can't keep track of it because I'm concentrating so much on um, the teams that I've got to broadcast and mm. the information behind them in between my games. So I'm actually like looking at the draw being like, I need to figure out what's going on. So this is actually good research for, for tomorrow. Um, and for me personally, like this is my first majors. So uh, it's a pretty honor, uh, well, pretty big honor to be with uh, Nick Fellows, who's the head broadcaster for Red Bull. He's he's a bit of a in in this game. He's been around a long time, and he's he's an amazing broadcaster. And then obviously you've got Julius Brink and Dame Dame Blanton. Mm-hmm. So Dame Blanton, he's a he's another legend. He's been doing some great stuff yeah. with the AVP this year too. Yeah, and they're just really nice guys. Mm-hmm. It's it's a uh, it's a real nice fit that I feel part of the team. Yeah, I, super welcoming. I got to meet Dame in two thousand and fifteen in Saint Petersburg, Florida. It was an FIVB there, and uh, we had a weather warning, like it was like thunder and lightning, and everyone had to evacuate the the uh, the site, and I didn't have a place to stay. Like I was literally there with all of my bags, and so DJ Jeremy Roche from the AVP tour is like, "Ever come hang out with us?" So I went and hung out with him, Mark Sherman, and Dane in like the food tent, and we just sat there and ate while you know there was like thunder and lightning going on. It was it was awesome. That's a cool story. <laughs> that, that's a good company to be in. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. That's really cool. He's a he's a really good guy. I'm hoping we can try and try and get him on. Very knowledgeable, but also uh, like most people with one gold medals, like there's no there's no ego there. He's easygoing mm-hmm. and super humble guy, uh, which is which is cool to be around. It's uh, we're here to work, and there's that real big feeling that we're all we've all got each other's backs in the broadcast team. So uh, yeah, it's nice to be part of the Beach Majors team and. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Start next week. I'm in for start as well. Wow, so. you got you got back to back here. And then, I, then I go straight to Espino for the four star. Oh, I got uh, next weekend. I'll be in Vancouver for the Vancouver Open. It's Canada's biggest uh, event. Check and then it out. After that, it's uh, while you're in Espino, I'll be in Edmonton for the three star there. Yeah. which is great for Canadian volleyball, right? To have the uh, to have the three star going, yeah. like to have to have World Tour volleyball is. Um, it's the first time since 2011 that we have an official event. We had the World Tour Finals in 2016, but that wasn't, you know, it wasn't run by Canadians. It wasn't a Canadian event. It was major series coming in and plopping it in Toronto, which is great. Yeah. You know, that's, that's where I live, so I had to bike to the venue every day, which is, you know, not something I had to do <laughs> all yeah, the time. Yeah. I'd love to do that. <laughs> and, yeah, absolutely. It, it, it was really nice just to be able to like, bike down in the morning and hang out. Uh, but yeah, super excited that Edmonton's coming. So 
I'm actually involved with with the event and the organizing committee. And, Good man. And I've uh, been doing some promo for it. So yeah, I'm pretty excited. If, if anyone is listening in Canada, you guys should should make it make it out to Edmonton, uh, July 2017. We've definitely got a few Canadian listeners for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. We're we're getting out there. I think that's because uh, I keep interviewing Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that helps with the uh, credibility and I mean, a free world of hey, you, know, you got to do what you got to do sometimes, right? <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's have a look at this this draw. It's, we started women or women or men here. We're, we're going men first because okay, it's cool. just first on the tab. No, no big reasoning behind it. <laughs> um, pool A men. This pool is is probably like one of the pools of death. With you know, yeah, mate. you've got. The, the Norwegians who are just unreal, Pedro and Vitor Felipe, Erdman Winter and Gonzalez and Reyes, the Cubans, like those guys, you know, those guys can, can cause some damage if you're not if you're not ready. I agree. I watched that I'm really disappointed, to be honest. I'm gonna take another sip of my <laughs> Trisky because I'm so disappointed with Cuba. Cuba are like there we go. I'm a huge fan of Cuba. They rocked up in 2015 at the World Champs and just like, fucking banging angles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it looks like they've sort of lost a bit of professionalism and gained a few pounds. No disrespect, Cuba, because we all do it. If you look at me now, I've gained a few too. <laughs> um, and with that go the angles, yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. I, I think it's tough. Like, it seems like Cuban volleyball is in a pretty tough spot. I mean, their women's team, like, you know, they don't even get sent to things stuff right now. And their, their guys don't really play world tour they play some norsecas and you know the norseca tour isn't exactly uh <laughs> isn't exactly uh uh you know a, a place that fosters good teams i guess where it was right when we were training today like you would still see pedlo would be on it at the time you would have teams like billy allen would be going mm-hmm. stafford would be going uh, i don't know who's going there at the moment but maybe those teams are not quite quite hitting that norseca yeah. time up well, like you, with the expansion of the world tour with the different star systems, like the one, twos, and threes, it makes right? more sense. Yeah, it's it's you know, it's much easier to go do those events that have more points than the Norseca tour. And you know, the Norseca tour, it's even if you win first place, you're not even covering your costs. So it's real tough to to kind of justify it. Yeah, um, it's really doing it for the love. Right now, you know, the Norseca tour for Canadians is really those up and coming teams that are trying to trying to gain enough points to start, you know, getting into to some uh, some events. Yeah, they just they just didn't. Yeah, for me, didn't live up in a. Obviously, now I'm broadcasting. I'm not betting, but in a myself and a good friend of mine, 2012 Olympian from the Australian indoor team, Aiden Tutton. We'll name drop him as he's here because he's such a good dude. Uh, we saw them at the World Champs. So at Rio, we had we had a little bet on them while mm-hmm. I was working on table tennis, to um, top their group with some Olaf Smedins, Ben and Kane, and whoever else was in there. And uh, yeah, we had a good win on Cuba that day. We had we won, yeah, good. <laughs> um, right, Pedro Victor Felipe started against Erdman and Vinter. Now, what really impressed me is the fact that Alexander Volkenhorst uh, pulled out injured, and he has a fiery. He's a great guy. He has a fiery relationship with his partner, mm-hmm. Vinter. He really lays into him if things are not going well. This was a different Germany with Erdman at the helm of it really the glue that stuck the team together Vinter was really good uh, super smooth he's got grey arm on him and they just fell short to Pedro Solberg and Victor Felipe I did the comms on it um, and like Brazil was strong they're a strong team but really it was it was Vinter's time to show that he's again one to look out for mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that that one's a tough one for for the Germans, especially you know so close. But then again, like Pedro, Pedro's been there so many times, mm-hmm. and I feel like Pedro's kind of that one of those guys like he's like won so rarely, but he's always kind of been in the conversation. You know, yeah. always the bridesmaid, never the bride. And, yeah, well, hang on, let me draw this up. Keep going on then. Will I? Yeah. Uh, will I give you a bit of? I'll give you a bit on. Yeah. So on I, Pedro. Yeah, you know Pedro. He's. He's been around for a while. I mean, I saw a clip the other day of Pedro, a young Pedro, losing to Harley and Alisson back in like 2009. Um, Harley's unreal. Yeah, Harley's unreal. So he's actually, apparently he's going to be playing in Edmonton at at the three-star. That guy's getting around at the moment. He's playing on every tour in every country. Yeah, and, you know, there's there's some rumors that he might actually be popping into Vancouver too, but I haven't uh, haven't confirmed those. The, the CEO of Volleyball British Columbia, the, the host of the Vancouver Open, has will not confirm or deny his, his attendance yet to me. Wow. <laughs> That's unreal. Yeah. To have Harley just drifting around playing ball is, is where it should be. The, the first time I saw Harley play was 2011, last time Canada hosted an event. And I, I was a court supervisor, and I had to get, like, he was coaching his wife or girlfriend at the time. I can't remember who, and she was representing Georgia. That's never that's never a recipe for success. Yeah, and well, and they were playing against Melissa and uh, her partner then Victoria Altamar and Melissa's dad Hernan, who we just saw on the street, yeah, yeah. was just like he's coaching, he's coaching, and I had to go get like the you know the head of, of every signs from the sideline on yeah, the block, exactly, yeah, just and showing your blocking system. Yeah, he was he was not happy with me. Um, so, so we'll see we'll see how it goes this this time around nine years later. <laughs> That's unreal. Good little stories. Pedro, uh, 18 World Tour gold medals with different partners. He's played six World Championships with six different partners. Wow. Uh, he's kind of he's won like... a bronze medal with Evandro in The Hague in 2015. That was oh, yeah. that was a big performance. I mean, they beat Nick Lucena and Theo Brunner that day, I think. Uh, yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's he, he's 34 now, so that's that's a big career, you know. He's been around since they're a volleyballing family, so, but 18... Has he ever quite filled the the potential? He's had every partner. He's had Bruno. He's had Evandro. He's had he's played with everyone. Pedro and maybe not quite dominated the the tour as as he potentially could have done. I mm-hmm. guess. Um, but he, he was looking good. I was um, impressed with uh, Vinter. Anyway, let's see how they go. Pool B because yeah. we could talk about every pool for ages, right? Yeah, I mean it's funny when you look at Pool A in terms of the quality of the teams, and you go down to Pool D. Pool B, and it just it, it doesn't really stack up with you know Fiala Brill have been having a pretty good year, but then past that you know Plavins, Talks, Bergman, Harms, and some team from from Morocco. I mean the, uh, yeah, yeah. the I got nothing on them. I can't tell you anything about Morocco, unfortunately. No. Um, yeah. Maybe I can because of uh, BVB info being so good. Uh, hats off to BVB info because uh, Dennis is here on site. Man, so good to be Dennis. BVB info listeners, check it out because uh, Dennis. Wagner is the man, as is Tim Simmons, who was a previous guest on this show. Tim like, Simmons is, is the man. Yeah, they're just legends, legends yeah. of this sport. To have them on here was uh, was pretty special. Um, yeah, they qualified through the African pathway, second um, work for them, but they're in a tough group, right? Plavins and Tox, like, I'm impressed with Tox, and I'm happy for Plavins because since, he, since London, um, splitting up with Schmedins, yeah. he's not quite found that consistent partner. Mm-hmm. And I think Tox is as like unorthodox as he is. Like he's impressive. He stayed high. He went over the top of the block a lot. He played very much to his strengths. And maybe they've 
Like they could make a top five. Like they, they could sneak or they could sneak their way into the, whether they will or not. I don't know, but I think the draws on their side. Yeah, I think it d- depends on the draw, and I mean having this relatively easy pool really really helps them out because you know you've you've already got the win over Germany. You're most likely going to beat Morocco, and yeah, it's yeah. probably a toss up with with Fiala and Brill, right? So I mean Morocco took Fiala and Brill in fifteen, sixteen, so. But it'll be a really good game. Yeah, like Plavins is a baller. Mm-hmm. Like they took the 2012 Olympics by storm by running this quick tempo wide plays, yeah. like nipping it around and everyone's running it now. I kind of think that's like Spens is just like he's a maestro. He's like, not in. <laughs> he can he can do whatever you know. He's yeah. he's he's a real baller. Yeah, yeah. he and, is. Yeah. Pool C is another is another interesting one. Other than Japan, but you've got like Stoyanovsky and Krasilnikov. Krasilnikov finished fourth last time with Liam. Yeah. My question on Krasilnikov, I think he is like the best left side in the world on his day. Like, there's nobody more dynamic than Krasilnikov as a left side player. Like, he's a stud. His issue is, is don't take this personally. I doubt you even listen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, when it comes to clutch, is is he your clutch guy? Like, is he the guy? That at thirteen all, like we saw it last week, they gave away that lead in Warsaw against. Yeah. Uh, the Vikings, like, there's mm-hmm. your chance. Like, you've you've got you've got chances to, to put this game to bed. Don't mm-hmm. take them. Um, but they're gonna be they're gonna medal in the Olympics. Like I, I've got that one. They, they'll probably medal here, but yeah. it's it's too bad because like man, Rangieri when Rangieri and uh, what's his face? Why why am I Caminati? No no no. Well like yeah, Rangieri and Caminati's all right, yeah. but compared to Rangieri and who's the 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 skyballer? Oh, Camarillo. Uh, yeah, Karambula, like those guys, those guys were ballers together because they, they matched up so well. And then both once since they split up, neither has really been able to reach yeah. that level. Yeah, wait for Karambula just snuck his way into this tournament. And now that's an interesting story, actually, because uh, Karambula and um, Rossi yeah. are actually ranked above Kamenadi Ranieri. Mm-hmm. But uh, because they're not funded by the Federation, the Federation got a wild card. And they put the funded team in. Mm-hmm. So then Karambula missed out. Um, but they got him because of the withdrawal of Sierra, Sierra Leone. Doppler Horst, that's gonna be that's gonna be a good game at the end of that group because Doppler Horst in a ca- at big occasions, obviously they made a silver in Vienna and they are mm-hmm. better at home. Like we're not gonna yeah. yeah like, I mean, but like when they play major series events, it's almost like it's a it's a home event for for the mm-hmm. Austrians because, you know, you know the major series guys like, like to kind of kind of kind of play to that as we saw, you know, Waller and uh, Seidel tonight on there's, there's on a lot of staff. There's a lot of staff including a lot in TV that are uh yeah, that are Austrians. Exactly. I mean, well, you know, when when uh, Hannes is is Austrian and yeah. he's He's really built Austrian volleyball, right? Like yeah. without him, they wouldn't have all, all of this. So, you know, you're gonna see Germans and you're gonna see Austrians on center court a lot this week. Uh, yeah, for for sure. Yeah. But without without them, the, the sport would be a much lesser uh, spot. I saw Doppler post today that he, this is his tenth World Championships. Mm-hmm. Tenth, is... tenth for Doppler, ninth for um, Pablo Herrera. Wow, wow, that's. That's a lot. You know, I was talking to Ben Saxon. I was like, Ben, this is your fifth World Championships. Dude, that's a lot. 
That's half of what Dobler has. <laughs> um, unbelievable. And they're still still making plays, right? Oh yeah, there's there's still a team to watch out for. You can't you can't fall asleep against Dobler Horse. And I mean they, they beat Rangari and Caminati, so that, that game against Russia is gonna be is gonna be a good yeah, one. Yeah, it's gonna be a storm, but I, I haven't seen anything in that pool though, so I can't really have a personal comment as mm-hmm. I can't have a personal comment about Pool D either. Pool D is a another baller pool. Like, do you know why? Because there's no Sierra Leone, and look who's replaced it. Like they've got the top four. Yeah. Rossi Cambrilla coming as the fourth seed yeah. of that pool. You know, and like the the, the Dutch team, Kokel Corin and Van Valley, Van Valley, like that was a team like heading into the or heading out after the uh, the, the Rio Olympics, like heading up to that, like they were really going for it, and they, mm-hmm. you know, in the continental qualifiers, they were really pushing it. They didn't have that second team because the qualifiers for 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 the Olympics are, is always a tandem thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I find them, we actually, uh, team I coached last year, we actually came in the qualifier in Vienna. Um, and I just found that we, we could find, the, the boys of training hadn't really trained, we went for a bit of a jolly, but we, we found, we got really close to them, third set, like 15, 30. Mm-hmm. Just found them slightly limited in the, the side out play at times if we served on certain angles. Um, and with science at the moment being at the forefront of the game, like, those who are coaching here know, know the game, and I think that's why potentially they're not quite scoring as freely as they, they might have done before. Yeah. Um, I've not followed this this pool whatsoever, but Perisic, Schreiner were impressive in Ostrava. Will they be impressive again here? And I mean, 18-13 against Sharif and Ahmed, that was, that was big. Um, yeah. yeah. So let me get this clear, because this is me being completely honest. I don't know the actual results from this pool. So Rossi Carambula have beaten... Um, they beat the, the Belgium guys, 15-10 in the third. Um, and then they lost to Sharif and Ahmed. And, you know, Sharif and Ahmed are like two African dudes playing for Qatar. Yeah, but they can also grab a fucking, sorry, top four place. I think they're fourth ranked yeah. in coming into this event. So they, they grab a top four place, but they could also one two barbecue, right? Like yeah. that's that's the thing. It's so unorthodox, um, and it's so inconsistent that you just don't know which which Qatar team are really going to uh, yeah. rock up. But it looks like they're doing okay because uh, I mean, Prusik Schreiner to me is another like dark horse team. You know, they could find themselves in yeah. a in a quarterfinal matchup. They could find themselves in a top four situation if yeah. if the draw works out and, and if they they're catching fire. They're training. They're training with Tomades, who used to play for uh, used to it, play for Italy. Italy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's done some good work. They've they've not played the whole tour this year. They've just buckled down and managed to, uh, yeah, just just keep their their head, well, just keep their head on themselves. Really, mm-hmm. Paulie top. Alison Alvaro Filo. There's only been one one game. Uh, sorry, two games per. Um, sorry. Yeah, just just just, just one game. Sorry, yeah, it's been one long, game. Long day, listeners. Free ball, free ball, <laughs> lovers. Um, yeah, the one game that I I actually watched the opening set, and I've I've seen we trained with staff back in like twenty fifteen. Staff has got way better, and then in, in Billy Allen, like Billy Allen is a baller. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think he's ever got the. The ranking that he deserves no and i don't think he's ever got the results that he deserves for how good a player he is and i only watched that that's the top of the the group right there because uh semenov leshkikov tamim mood 
mm-hmm. what have you got there on the table my internet's not loading that one at all um i'm they make seminar of leshikov just beat down on qatar too okay you know tam and tamar mahmoud i haven't i've never heard of them I, they're not really a, a, a even a you know world tour team yeah. so they're kind of getting in through you know either the asian or african qualifiers i'm not entirely yeah. sure where qatar is 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 considered to be yeah i'm not going to take a bet on it either <laughs> um but that game allison abara beats slick and allen in three but like the craziest play that i saw was it was clutch in the in the first set and the first set was the only time i watched it because i had to move over and uh first swing billy's chopped high line and uh, Alvaro's seen it really early, like uh, he's turned his body square on, mm-hmm. he's just gone on it. Second play, like after being dug, Billy's just gone after the outside hand of Allison. He's just gone and told him like, and it was, it was, I don't know, 2019 or 21, yeah, 21, 21. It, it was like, in, yeah, so it was 2019. And he's just gone and chiseled him like off the, the hands. It was just a real clutchy play to take on Allison at that time. and. Yeah, Billy Allen's man. I found with Allen and Slick both like when they're together because this is you know they've played together before and now they're coming back. But even when they're they've been apart, that now they've really been able to finish. You know when Slick was playing with Casey Patterson last year, it was kind of kind of the same thing. We saw a lot of fifths on the AVP, you know, a lot of like fifths and ninths and on the on the world tour, but they're not really able to, to kind of push it to that next level. Yeah, I agree. And so it's it's too bad, but like you know when you're playing Alisson and Phil, Abadabul Phil, obviously Alisson is. You know, one of the, the the great players, especially when him and Bruno were playing together, they dominated. And Interesting quote from him actually last week. He's just like, I used to be the biggest guy on tour. So now I'm just average. Yeah, now I'm just. And he's a big dude, man. Like yeah. I see this guy eat breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> this guy eats breakfast. He's, like. he's slimmed down though. Yeah. Like he's he's a little slimmer than than he used to be. And then yeah. Advabo is is one of the smoothest guys on tour. He he reminds me a lot of uh, Emmanuel, right? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a left-hander, but like he's he's like a little pocket rocket. He's so agile. He's so light. Mm-hmm. Like he's yeah. just just popping up. And yeah, I first time he he played in that that 2011 event in Quebec, and that one was interesting because on the women's side Brazil swept the podium, and on the men's side USA swept the podium, but they lost in that that fourth set match to Matt Furbringer and, and Nick Lucena. And like team that was. Yeah, I know. And Lucena was all over the place, but um, Alvaro Fio was playing with Ricardo at the time, you know. And they, he, you know, Alvaro was had gotten second at the Junior World Championships the year before. He had lost to uh, Sam Schachter actually, mm-hmm. um, and he was just so smooth and can hit so many shots. And but uh, yeah, he yeah, he's got great arms from her. Like really pulls back and that gives him loads of angles to fucking just yeah. get after. Yeah, he can go thumb up, thumb down, and he can also mm-hmm. crush. So. It's uh, it's interesting with with him. Pool F, so uh, this is a big pool, right? Like yes. because Argentina is sat at the bottom, but they're also no mugs. So Capagrosso is our mm-hmm. in third place. Uh, my internet's still really bad. It, yeah, no, we're good. Uh, Gorman and Saxton, so Saxman and uh, Grant, um, Canadian team. Yeah. Uh, Brown Houston sit at second, and Lucena Dahlhauser at the top. Yeah. It's uh. It's a good pull that because like the bottom two teams could maybe cause some sort of upset. Yeah. Um, Brown and Lucena Dahlhauser could both go on and they've not had the best seasons, but they could they could go all the way. Those are two teams that love playing each other and yeah. love going like toe to toe because 
they're very similar. Yeah. You know, you've got the big, long blocker who's, you know, who's mobile and can bang balls and block well. And then, you know, Musin is a little bit bigger and physical than Lucena, but Lucena's one of the quickest players on tour. Yeah. Um, so that can go either way. But, you know, tomorrow we've got the primetime match, 7-15 on center court. Uh, you know, my Canadian boys, Saxon and, and, and Ben and Grant taking on Deuce, Dahaz or Lucena. And, you know, that's always always a good one too. So yeah. It's uh, always a good game when Kamer played with... Uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm wearing my Cam- I'm wearing my Kamer shirt actually, so no way. Yeah, yeah. shout out to Kame Kame Schalk who yeah. uh, was the first Canadian to win an AVP Tour event last weekend uh, in Seattle. Uh, yeah. Him and him and Jeremy Casebeer uh, yeah. getting it getting Kame it done. What a! I was actually messaging Kane the other day, so I'm going to take a photo of him wearing his shirt, <laughs> which is which is sick. He 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 knows he knows his shirt well. Left Left Side Clothing Co. Yes, yeah. it's, it's a it's it's gonna make it's making a comeback. Oh yeah, he's on the he's on that one. So this one, uh, it's uh, a guy out from uh, in Alberta, near where Kane grew up in in Red Deer, who uh, runs it. So it's some pretty uh, it, it's good it's volleyball clothing, but yeah, it's, it's really stylish. Look, it doesn't. I didn't look even like recognize volleyball. it, and I didn't. Right? I know Kane fairly well, and uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't recognize him. Sorry, Kane. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, but. Um, yeah. So yeah. that's that's Paul F, which is going strong. Um, Paul G, I mean, like Cantalosiak uh, had a great start, considering they have their their uh, injury problems, broken foot in the camp. Mm-hmm. Gib Gib Crab, um, Uruguay, Crab. and then Russia Velichko, who's no mug, and uh, I don't know Hadjakov so no. much, but like, let's be honest, you don't get any bad. Russian team. So. No, absolutely not. And you know what? Gib Crab to me is always a team that you need to watch out for. Taylor, like honestly, I think that Taylor Crab might be one of the best defenders in the world, mm. and people don't really r- recognize that. I'm not sure. And then, I mean, Jake Gibb, he's 43 years old, and he's still balling. Yeah, but you don't know, think like he might be one of the best defenders in the world. And Dalhauser said it in an interview as well. Like he was talking about like having that offer to play with Taylor and like having it on the table and he said I was talking about it too like real really cool interview of like the inside of it mm-hmm. but like for me it's siding out yeah so like I think that's why you don't get that same that same recognition for being the best defender in the world because if mm-hmm. your side out percentages are not high enough you don't get in those big games and it's only in the big games that you get that recognition mm-hmm. right which is but that's down I think at the moment my personal opinion is the blocking the bigger blockers are getting to the finals. Yeah, I think so. And you know, Jake obviously he's he's a legend. He's a baller. But at forty three years old, I'm not entirely sure how much he can. You know, with like a, you know, like a, a Musin, who was you know whatever. Or you got Velchkov. Velchkov's a seven footer, yeah. Sem- Seminov, and you've got uh, Storinovsky as a seven footer. Sorry, sorry, yeah, Storinovsky. But you know, yeah, there's there's some there's some big guys out there, and uh, you know, Jake is obviously. Uh, a legend and he knows the game so well but my, uh, my question is like everyone who's played with Gibb Gibb's always stayed at that level and yeah. the people that play with him haven't like yeah. he, he gets the best out of the person that he's playing with whether mm-hmm. it's Casey Patterson whether it's uh, even, even Rosie right yeah, yeah Rosie never went and hit those heights again and Rosie's one of the best that's ever played the game like skill wise and yeah, his, his touch of the ball and his craftsmanship is ridiculous even when Rosie went and played with Dalhauser you know it yeah, never it, it never really clicked but I think Jake Gibb is just I'm not sure if it's 
I think it's more of a mental thing where he's able to work kind of with anyone and you know he's he's a very patient patient guy and I think he's very understanding too you know he takes his time to understand his partner and then just kind of moves forward yeah yeah. he seems like a legend I never had the never had the uh, honor I would love to yeah, I'd love to get Jake Gable on some stage. Be unreal. The first time I saw Taylor Crab was 2010. It was indoor, actually. He was playing yeah. for the American Junior National Team. Yeah. And uh, he was on the left side. He was the P2. P1 was Taylor Sanders. Setting was Michael <laughs> Christensen. It's a good passing team. Yeah. Um, not, Fern- very, not very physical at the system. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> F- Fernando Torres, who is Puerto Rico and mm-hmm. plays in Italy, he was he was the right side. And that 2010 junior junior team, because on the Canadian side, you had TJ Sanders, Nick Hogue, yeah, yeah. Um, Lucas Van Burkle. You know, That's a big team. Yeah, it was. It, that was a good a good championship. That was the first time Canada beat Cuba in, in the junior system, and that was really when you know Canada moved or started moving. Glenn Hogue's done a good job with that Canadian team. Eh? Oh, like, really? He is. Oh, he's the Godfather. Yeah, he's, he's a wizard. Well, he's, he is he, a wizard. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, we call we call him the Godfather because yeah. that's really what he is. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Um, right, Paul M. We got Nikolai Lupo at the top because they've just played Mozambique, and no disrespect to Mozambique, but you'd fancy the Olympic silver medalist to mm-hmm. uh, be Mozambique all day long. Andre and George just had a absolute like ripper. I watched some of it. I was doing research. On, like the beauty of my office at the moment is I can be doing research on one team and uh, keep an, be, eye, on keep an eye on what's yeah. happening on center court. So Andre and George really struggled against uh, Sidon and Vola from Austria. They're running the ball like because Sidon loves this this wide play, this expansive style, running the blocker around, looking to chisel off the hands and work both ways, but just rushing the game. He. Uh, yeah, it was impressive from from them, but they just didn't have it to get over the line. Andre's the world champ, mm-hmm. and George. And my feeling for them is like keep an eye on them because they're the they're the Brazilian team that are producing the goods mm-hmm. that people weren't expecting to produce the goods because they were looking at Bruno and Andro and they're looking at other teams. Yeah. But but they that'll be there. There wasn't really their best game, but first game of a world championship, like in any sport, you have to get you have to get off the mark with a win. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think for Brazilian Beach right now, heading into 2016, it was really top-heavy. You know, they're pushing all of their, their guys up to the top. Yeah. But now that, you know, after that, it's just kind of evened out. Guys are wanting to play with, with, with different guys, and, the, and they're switching yeah. it up. So, But, I mean, Brazil's still Brazil. So at any point, they're going to be able to, you know, potentially, you know, upset someone and, and make a run to, uh, to the finals. Yeah, I agree. I think it's... Uh... They were really good in China this year. I was broadcasting mm-hmm. on them. Like they, they play really well. Like Brazil, they have great ball control. They're born with a like knack of controlling the ball. Um, I just seen Nikolai Lupo. Like they've just Nikolai was on the show. Mm-hmm. I just feel like Nikolai is incredible. Like still one of the top two or three blockers in the world. But mm-hmm. Daniela Lupo, like for me, for them to be good. Lupo has to be good. Mm-hmm. Like, we, he has to be. He has when, to be when, good. When he's good, like if you go back to London 2012 when they beat Phil and Todd yeah, in that quarterfinal match, Lupo was lights out. And that's when we, when you see like Lupo's a big game player. Yeah. He's kind of like casual. Uh, that's when they out, out Phil and Todd at Phil and Todd. <laughs> yeah. And when like it was Phil and Todd at their peak. Yeah. Right? Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, and like that was the first thing I asked Nikolai was like, how was that? And he was like, mixed emotions. He was like, because it was like our heroes, but we beat them, so we were amazing, but we also felt sad. 
Which is a lot about Nikolai. But for me, Nikolai is still at the top of the game. I had like mm-hmm. Lupe, Lupe who like has to be at the top. And if he's been injured, I just can't see them lasting past the ninth. Really? Uh, yeah, okay. I, I personally, I, I, I couldn't see it. Like if they would have a good run in, they're going to be there or thereabouts. Uh, right, pool. Uh, I. So many pools, Jesus. Yeah, this is there's twelve pools in each. So, uh, free will listeners, we hope you've got a long commute to the office tomorrow, because <laughs> this is going to be a long listen. This is another interesting pool with Spain, Brazil, and Australia. Mm-hmm. You know, even even Venezuela. You know, like they took Herrera Gravier in that second set, twenty six twenty four. Yeah, talking to uh, Damo on the podcast after today Damo was unreal mm-hmm. um, and he was saying we, we've got to be really careful of Venezuela too Herrera Guevara sorry listeners I might get this stat wrong or it might be different to the last time I say it which means one of them was wrong um, something like they've only come out the, like finished outside of the top 10 five times out of 45 tournaments honestly I wouldn't be surprised they're, just, they're so yeah. like them and Semed and Smolovs are like the yeah. two like pure teams I would almost say where you know you just get two guys who can ball they can they're both big they can both move they can hit they can side out you know they play defense and uh, I've always wa- loved watching them play interesting concept of, of this of this polar is like Spain hate playing Australia mm-hmm. and Evandro Bruno just squeezed past I think it was 16-14 in the last today 18-16 18-16 even closer previous guest Damon Schumann um, and Cole Duran, like they were like phenomenal. Bruno made five errors in a row or something ridiculous mm-hmm. in set one. But like the way that the Aussies play this like two ball, which sucks the blocker in, like the middle attack indoors, like the blocker just has to watch Cole all the time. Mm-hmm. And then they run into the stick and then it's like, hey Evandro, can your feet move as quick as this ball? No. So if it can't, I'm just going to go off you. Mm-hmm. And like, it was unreal. Like you can access the line, but the, the digs and everything. Like we put on the podcast on the Instagram. The question was like, is Damo the Aussie Bruno, or is Bru- is Bruno the Brazilian Damo today? Like oh, <laughs> that I was think, the question. I think in general, you know, <laughs> you got it. You got it. Anyone is the whatever you know of of Bruno, just because Bruno is. I've seen Bruno just do some absolutely ridiculous, like just yeah. silly things. But, you know, I didn't see that match, but we were, people were freaking out about it in the media room. But even, like, even in Warsaw, they won Warsaw, and Bruno's not happy. Like, Evandro is playing really well. Don't know if Bruno likes him, man. He's not playing. They're winning, which mm-hmm. is a sign of a very, very good team. Mm-hmm. But Bruno is inconsistent at the moment. And that's not Bruno. Like, he's not quite as high as he was, I don't think. And his arm swing's obviously incredible, so he yeah, can access any part of the court from any area because he pulls back so well and he opens up great but they're a big talking point for me because Bruno is not he's not the same Bruno I feel like he's a little frustrated playing with Vondra Vondra's a little he's a little erratic you know he can bang service in the baseline you know he, he's a big blocker but he's kind of up and down whereas when Bruno was playing with Alisson those two like I saw them play when it was at World Tour Finals like 2015 and they beat they beat Phil and Nick in the finals. Yeah, and is the question though that uh, Alisson helped make Bruno look good? Where at the moment Evandro is playing really well, he's banging balls from the baseline, mm-hmm. but sometimes his transition setting probably isn't perfect. 
I think it's and transition it's, setting and it's blocking setting, as well. Yeah, and and that doesn't make good, that doesn't make Bruno look good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it, I think, it's not really helping. I think there's gaps that open up when with Evandro's blocking, whereas Alisson is just uh, so solid. Sure. He's going to take his space, and then Bruno knows exactly what he has to has to defend. Uh, whereas with Evandro, you know, Evandro's kind of he dives in, he dives in whether it's in the line or whether it's in the cross. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's as you said, his out of system setting is a little questionable at times. But like. He doesn't need to be the best blocker in the world, Evandre. Mm -hmm. Because, like, Bruno rips his serve too. So, like, they're knocking teams out of system. They will make defenses because mm -hmm. the ball's out of system. Like, Absolutely. Players will be hitting from off the net. They'll be hitting from, like, off their instep or, or traveling outside. So, like, for me, it, it's a no-brainer that, like, they're a match made in heaven and they should just be a little bit happy about where they're at. Yeah. Cole and um, Damo, hats off you have me as a fan in the air shouting the whole way through that game because they like there was even one time at a clutch play i don't even know the score where evandro's just lumped one on a sharp angle and damo's made the latest step he hasn't kept it up but he's made the latest step and somehow plucked his left hand underneath on the, sh on the sharpest angle from Evandro, which is from a high height, mm -hmm. and still and kept it up. Yeah, and it was just, it's basically half a meter, it's got his pinged off his arm, half a meter away from Cole, but the Aussies uh, are a team to look out for because they're just free-flowing and going pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, they, they won Commonwealth Games last year, beat Shakhtar Pedlo in the final. Yeah, it was a good game, home turf. But then they, they, split, the, uh, they split the pairing, right? Yeah. So he won it with uh, he won it with Chris McHugh. Oh, you're right. You're and right. Then, oh, yeah, but like it's still Damo like, doing yeah. doing bit. And then they split the pairs to try and get two two teams to the uh, final. Right, next one, Flugen and Ellers, which is uh This is another kind of like weak pool. Like it's all solid teams, but you don't yeah. really have any of those like upper level teams in, yeah. in Pool J. It's because the Grimolts have just slid their way through consistent three wins in a year. Mm -hmm. Like they came through the qualifier in Doha. Um, be Phil and Nick in the final, uh, but like Mexico two is still uh, it's a it's a it's a level. But Flugen was back to his best today. I was just watching some of my commentary back. I was losing my shit for Flugen. Um, Flugen best hat game on the tour. Yeah, man. I, hat. <laughs> well, his hat kept falling off, and it, I just kept referring to it as a UFO. <laughs> I, was, I was like, that's an unidentified flying object. <laughs> there it is. Um, yeah, I might get fired. Um, let's let's not go into too much depth on this pool, but but Flugen was just creating something from nothing, and uh, Ellis was it was a mismatch. It was a tough one for Chile because they were expected to win, mm -hmm. but actually they had everything to lose because Ellis is so high. He was just going over and over and over, and then they would go to Flugen, and he's. He won three gold medals on the world tour, I mm -hmm. think. Three with, or three. With Rockerman, yeah. Like, you just don't turn into a bad side-out player overnight after being served every ball for, for those three gold medals. Mm -hmm. So he's just had a quiet period, and now he's coming back, and they just didn't have an answer. Like, they made so many errors. Not to mention, like, playing on that center court right now, if you're playing against Germany. Yeah, you don't want to be there. Oh. At home. Like, those like, boys reside in Hamburg as well. Like, that's, oh, this yeah. is this yeah. is like, yeah, they're, they're, they're at home. Yeah, this is this is as like as like mm. as like hostile of a center court as I've ever mm -hmm. seen. It's loud down there. Yeah, for sure. Um, Smedin Samoilovs. Um, okay. They always intrigue me. Like I still think Smedin's is probably one of the best players ever. I would have him in my top ten of of probably players of 
all time. Wow. Um, I don't think I can disagree with that. Yeah, I just don't think he's ever really been served enough to to, to show you how no. how good he actually is. But he makes all of his players so much better. You yeah, know, like sure. when you talk about Plavins, yeah. like I think that shows just how good Smedz was. You know, like what yeah. Plavins kind of went to after. Yeah, no, they they pass so well, right? They just they pass so well. Mm-hmm. They they uh, came through uh, Chile too, um, but Timo. Like great result today, and it's gonna piss you off because you're Canadian. But but Hydric Gerson, uh, coached by a good friend of mine, Mickey Suda, uh, he's coming on the podcast later in the week, so I, I can't wait to talk to him because that's um they're a team that are slowly progressing. Hydric Gerson, like Gerson's creative. He's he's got great skills. Gerson was all over. He was making digs. He was yeah. serving ace. And like I mean, obviously I was pulling for Sam and Sam, and I mean on one side of the coin, Sam and Sam just couldn't get into rhythm. Like Pedlo got blocked, probably. 10 times by by high by hydric they were ripping serves from, from the baseline but yeah hydric gerson played well today you know gerson bounced some balls like yeah. bounced them and yeah they're 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 probably a team to watch yeah and mickey's a great great guy and i think because he's a great guy he makes it, it helps be a great coach he's um you just said like every tournament they're like they're just looking for small improvements mm-hmm. they're not looking for anything crazy and that to me like Pedro Schachter over the last few weeks have only been getting ninth but they've been having tough draws uh, they've been ha- they've had the Vikings twice mm-hmm. Phil and Nick another time so but like, that's, that's kind of been like the story of Pedro Schachter right is that they've never really been able to break through right? they haven't break, broken through past a fifth yeah. And you know they they finish either fifth or ninth, rarely a seventeenth, but they always finish top ten. Ton. And, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and it was uh, you know what I I kind of think I I definitely think that Hydra Gerson played super super well today. Like they played real solid, but I think part of it was well was that you know Pedro Schachter just weren't 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 at their best today. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul L, Vikla Tola. Um, Really good. We all know that they're capable of doing great things. Whether this tournament is theirs or not, they took a fourth in the World Tour Finals here last year. Um, but that, that game against Bourne and Crab later on in the week, I mean, those those first two were wonder. Like that's. But even even the the Iran, my I, we saw Iran like jump out. Like I looked up today and I saw on the screen it was seventeen eleven in the first set for Iran over Bourne and Crab. And I was like, whoa. That was on a funny enough USA uh, Iran was on national TV in Iran. Oh right, really? Prime time. Yeah, Iran versus the USA is always going to get a bit of coverage. Oh yeah, but they um, they had like a good like 30, 40 fans like in the states. Like yeah, absolutely, it was crazy. That's dope. Yeah, and but it did kind of seem like you know Born and Crab like came back in the second set, and in the third set Iran got really whiny. Mm-hmm. You know, every other point they were going to the stand, and you know. You could tell that they kind of folded themselves up a little. You know, with around emotions, whether it's indoor or beach, right? Like, mm-hmm. just the emotions always are running probably like 15, 20% too high. Mm-hmm. Where, like, those those players who've got in check, like Sorum and Mole, and like Dauhauser, you watch Dauhauser, and you don't even know if he's sweating. Like, you just watch him, and it looks like he's in second gear. You know he's not, but mm-hmm. like, those emotions, like, it's my, it's my killer in life as well. Like, I get far too, even about my commentary, yes. Yeah. I get far too emotional at times. I mean, like, Dahlhauser, there's a reason they call it Sunday Fell on the AVP Tour, right? Because he just goes next level. But if you look at his facial expressions, yeah. there's no difference between Sunday Phil and Friday Phil. Yeah, yeah. Right? He's cool. just steady. I don't think I've ever heard him raise his voice. Yeah, I've had the pleasure a few times. He's, he's awesome. I'd like to see him again. It's been a few years. He's uh, 
love to get him on the podcast <laughs> for obvious reasons. I don't know if I don't know how much you would say though. You know, it'd be fine. It'd be a silent podcast, but I'll just I'll just look at him. Just <laughs> 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 like yeah, yeah. Stare deep into his eyes. Yeah, still, um, right, women, women. Okay, I've seen a bit of uh, Edlinger and the Bora Edlinger today against the Mac Mac Namara's. Mm-hmm. Um, super good. Like she was, she was, she played well. The Bora is guiding, just guiding that that sort of stability role. Mm-hmm. And uh, Megan and Nicole. Um, like this is not their time, but their time will come. Yeah, I mean, for Megan and Nicole, that's a team like they were playing for UCLA just a few months ago, right? They're going to be going to the Fichu Games later, later this summer, mm-hmm. uh, which is where they're the defending champs. Next week, right? Yeah, and I mean, you got two undersized players there. They're twins. One's a righty, one's a lefty. We talk about like the twin telepathy yeah. that they've got going on, and their 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 like their mental game is next level. I mean, we saw Nicole go back there and pin some some serves. Yeah, you know, yeah. facing set points. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they're definitely going to be a team to watch. And you know, they've got Michelle and Patty on uh, on Monday, Canada Day. So that's a, that's a good that's a good omen. Yeah. Um, we'll we'll see how it goes. But Managati or taught they were just like outclassed physically. That's a that's a good team. The, that the, that Italian team. They've played. I can't remember the start. They've played so many world championships. It's, it's ridiculous. More than I've had. Yeah. Like beers this week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, which is for anyone who's questioning my professionalism. This is my second beer and a second night. So I'm on, I have one the night. Yeah. Um, I think I had to, one to make me come down. Yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> to make me come down a bit after a busy day. And then, yeah. uh, um, Paul B. Um, Kravchenko. Sorry, Kravchenko and uh, Graudina. There's a turn up for a lot of books. All right, so Latvia have rocked into this. And they've been impressive at junior level. I've coached junior championships and watched this Latvian team just come up the sneak radar pretty close and um platushnik and schutzenhofer top two schneider and kortzinger i had that game today germany and poland mm-hmm. uh good game the young germans played really well but i just think the passing just let poland down at times but yeah. the top two teams i still haven't seen yeah i'm a little bit a little bit disappointed in poland to be honest i, I was kind of expecting a little bit more out of them but hey yeah, I'm, I'm 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 interested to see that that uh that match between latvia and uh and uh, germany you know i think once you're playing there on the center court it might be a bit of a, a bit of a different story so that that could be of a, a bit of a, of a of a messed up pool so we'll see yep. how it goes yep it could be it's one to watch i think because it's the difference in that pool is the fact that the, the Czech team pulled out. Yeah. So Austria have come through. I can't remember what's what's happened, but they've had so many wild cards, and they've got a wild card next week or something crazy for start. Mm-hmm. And uh, they just seem to be getting quite a lot of luck. So they could be going to the Olympics, uh, Platushnik and Schützenhofer, out of lady luck, mm-hmm. which is always a joy. But that's why that, that pool looks relatively weak. Yeah. But also it um But it's very even at the same time. Like anyone can come out of that at any at any mm-hmm. spot. Uh Paul B, this'll be one that you know about because you're covering uh Heather. Heather and Brandy. Brandy. I mean they were efficient today. Seven and eight against Brasaro and Relti of the Uruguay. Like I don't know if I've ever seen Brandy so locked in. And Brandy is like a good mm-hmm. friend. Is she the, is she the best blocker in the wealthy? Yes. Like there's like she was the best blocker. Like she was the highest blocker in the world before yeah. she got together with Heather. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, Brandy and I were coaching club together at the time, 
and you know, we take the subway every you know two times a week to to and from practice and yeah. just watching her mentality change in the past couple of years while playing with Heather has been like she is fierce like if Brandy is yeah. on a warpath I wouldn't want to get in front of her yeah. and Heather is like a what like two time defending best defender in the world and she's won it three times like yeah, but also Heather like she's so smiley and nice but also you wouldn't mess with her right no um Question of the blocking and defense will be against the Hydra conversion to pre. Yeah. Because they're big units, right? And they, they've never, like, when Izzy Fora and, uh, excuse me, I'm jo- Joanna Hydra. Yeah. yeah. Um, they were together. And also, Versha Dupree was playing with, oh, come on, this is where, if the editing was on, we'd edit it out and find the right partner. Um, so, Izzy Fora. Versha Dupree, and also it's not. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember. Okay, but but they both had real stable um, partners, and partners, defenders. So the, the Swiss have put the two blockers together mm. with the idea that by the time Tokyo comes around, they're going to have a side out and blocking machine team. I think this is a massive test for them because they had injury problems last year, mm-hmm. um, and this this game against Canada will be interesting because they're going to be able to uh, maybe just hit from a height that's going to cause like brandy some problems and she's gonna have to start reaching uh maybe maybe maybe, yeah, maybe. we'll see i mean i think like no one blocks the height that brandy does no. on the women's side uh, but if that if they're spiking from a high height it's gonna still have to uh yeah but cause I, some I, problems in reaching it. as as like a high blocker though that's better right because then you're you're able to press with your hands as opposed yeah. to going about the elbows yeah. so you know but sure. You know, I if you're going player for player, I definitely think Heather. Yeah, for know, sure. You, yeah, I should on yeah. in theory. So we'll we'll see about that. Barons Tillman. We'll we'll see we'll see how, what they've they've got uh, they've got uh, going. I mean, I'm sure they'll beat Basaro Rati. That's a young team out of Uruguay. So good for them for being here and and playing hard. But uh, you know what? Probably not going to be getting a win here this weekend. Yeah, I I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul D. Women, Rebecca, Anna, Patricia, Gnarly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lily Elsa, consistent. Beanex Schneider, uh, solid. Uh, Rwanda, I haven't seen yet, um, to be honest. Um, yeah. But Rebecca and Patricia, what I'm impressed with is that Rebecca is uh, got such good vision. She can look one way, both ways, and chop the other, uh, holding defenders in really good areas to to, to really play with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also seen though, Anna Patricia has so much potential. Uh, but I've also seen her capitulate a couple of times against Australia, actually, because they're serving tough. Um, Was that in uh, Warsaw? Uh, that was in China, actually. Okay. But it happened again. In, apparently, it happened again in Warsaw. They, mm-hmm. they pinned her. Um, interesting pool. But the top three is set. Yeah. It just depends what order they're going to be in and whether B. Nick Schneider can... It was a good game with uh, oh, yeah. Lydia. 15-13. Mm-hmm. But uh, couldn't, couldn't pull it through. And I mean... You know, I think that's kind of you're probably getting a, like ten percent extra playing on that center court right now if you're German. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you must be. The, the atmosphere's pumping. Cause yeah. it's early doors as well. It's sick. When I was sitting on the sand today filming Megan and Nicole, like I was, it, it was deafening down there. Like it's loud on the sand. It's pretty cool. Yeah. What a treat. Um, Paul E. Kleiman Ross haven't seen them. They uh, played NCA. Man, um, Alex Kleiman has been getting so good, and April Ross yeah. is April Ross. April Ross is. I mean, they've they've uh, Kleiman Ross beat Mel and Sarah. Yeah. She's just like April Ross is just like this bullet of Trisky. 
yeah. <laughs> it's like staple, right? Like every time you open, every time you watch her play, you're getting the same product. You know, and she's gonna she's probably the best server in the world. No, not probably. She is the best server in the world. She's so aggressive offensively. She makes her partners better. And not to mention she's probably one of like her and Lara are probably like the two raddest chicks on tour mm -hmm. in terms of like, you know, hanging out with them off off the court. Mm -hmm. Like she's so chill. Yeah. Um, that is true. And you know, that's a team that could really I I would I, I could see them winning. I could see them, you know, meddling for sure. Yeah, I can. I think the the questions will be on Kleinman, right? Like consistency. I've seen her play great, mm -hmm. AVP as well. In the Hague, struggle with the first contact, but they've won a four star in Brazil. Yeah. The the difference with our four star is that the draw wasn't wasn't heavy, mm -hmm. and also in the Hague, the draw wasn't heavy. Yeah. This is a heavy draw. So that, that's also, that's the thing. also with the Hague is that it's indoor too. So there's to me like if you're winning in the Hague in that January tournament, it is it is a very big asterisk because you're playing indoors, and there's no wind and no one is you know and that's the biggest thing is that when you are new to beach volleyball and you're new to to the game, the wind and the elements is the, the biggest thing that you you know you're gonna have to deal with. Especially for uh, yeah, she's she's played in Italy as an indoor player. Like she's yeah. no, no, you know, and but like she's going through the same process that we saw Sarah Pavin go through, but you know, between twenty thirteen and twenty sixteen. So that to me is, you know, what I, you know, I I think that Climb and Ross are the best American team, um, and you know, personally, I think that it's going to be a Canada versus USA, and which Canadian team? I think it's a toss up, really. But, uh, Do you think like Canada haven't had the best season, bro? Like they had a, they had the best last season. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but but whether that can carry through into a uh, a world champs, we'll have to wait and see. But maybe that's just what, how it is. There's uh, for every every listener, there's another bottle of Trisky being shot. This is the last <laughs> one though because uh, the office is open for tomorrow. I'll, I'll, uh, um, I'll buy them. I'll buy them no, tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. Borgasuda were impressive today. They were. China you know, I and no mugs. The best, the best two young German teams are is, uh, is to me it's Borgasuda or it's Ludwig Kozak, you know, and it's it's got to be between those two teams for for the for the Germans. Yeah, I agree. You know, as like Labarasu or Itlinger, yeah, sure, they're the number one seed with you know asterisks or, around that, um, but Borgasuda, they're you know they're they're really good. Julia Suda is just. She's so solid up at the net. And, uh, I mean, uh, I'm surprised, to be honest, that Lara didn't want to play with Julia because they have a history of playing together. When, uh, um, uh, why am I blanking on her name? She walked through the media room today. Her former partner. Kira Volkenhorst. The Kira Volkenhorst. Thank you very much. When when she was injured back in, like, 2014, 2015, Lara played with, with Julia Suda. And, you know, they, they did really good. They pushed uh, April and... Uh, Carry. I remember one year at Long in Long Beach in in the quarterfinals, and it was a it was a really good game. Yeah, I I remember it. Yeah. I did did Long Beach early on in my commentary career and just screamed down the microphone for a few hours. But yeah, I uh, I was I was working that uh, I was doing media for for Leonard on that nice. one making, making videos. But yeah, Zhu and Wang today. I don't, you know what, it, uh, China. I really haven't seen them do much. I think they're solid and they're going to beat lesser teams, but they're never going to be a team yeah. that's going to threaten the the, uh, the higher ups. Yep. This the, the inexperienced blocker I think is is the issue right like uh, Sue is actually really consistent but the the young 
left-hander just really swings just through the body she hasn't got much hitting off the body mm-hmm. um she's a little bit limited but she's a little bit young as well but that's it's really strange like china for an indoor program like they've got three teams that could make an olympics indoors yeah. at least like they've got they could they could fill three olympic teams but on the beach like because there's such a cultural difference we won't know why like we, we have no idea like no. you'll never be able to, to delve into that cultural differences well we saw china like really invest in their beach programs leading into 2008 yeah and then it was just like yep. and it just and kind of lang ping coaching indoors and they love lang ping zhu ting and that's the yeah. way they roll although I've, I've heard that like you know uh you know, i have some chinese friends in in toronto and they're mm-hmm. telling me that like, their parents knew like chinese women's volleyball and like it was a big thing in china so I mean, no, no wonder Ch- Chinese women's volleyball is, is nuts, man. Is that like even like don't want to shout from the rooftops on my own podcast, um, but uh, <laughs> I got asked for an autograph or two in China, and that never happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah wow. like it, it's a big people. Uh, people follow volleyball and they follow it intensely. Like wow. it's a, uh, it's it's where it should be. I think like it's a, uh, yeah, it's it's, it's it's really cool. I've heard some good things about the Chinese women's league. You know. Yeah. Chinese men's league is eh, a little, little bit. Uh, I know some guys who yeah. played with like, and they're like, "Yeah, I was playing with teenagers." Yeah, do you know what? Like, if people will go out there though. I think this year because it's the build up to an Olympics, they pay solid money. Yeah, they pay solid money, and the season is four months. Yeah. So, like, for those teams who are coming off the back of a World Cup indoor, for those players who are maybe like the Jordan Larsons who are maybe hitting their last Olympics, for yeah. those players like Bolonica Sloches, who's just been released from the Kif Bank, and mm-hmm. like they'll see the opportunity to still earn money, yeah. but still have maybe a month's rest before before Tokyo, and that that's appealing. Yeah, I think Korea is another another country like that. Yeah. Like I know that like man, the V League trouts were in Toronto this year. So it was great. Like I just got to sit yeah. there. Brendan Sander went to that. And uh, yeah, Brendan Sander was there. So getting the career. They picked. Uh, did, is he? He didn't get drafted. You know. No. Someone tells me he's going out to Asia. It was. Um, I forget. Like Gavin Schmidt is going back to is going back to Korea, but the the, the they picked this they picked this random American guy who like hadn't like. Yeah, it it was weird. And I was talking to a scout afterwards. And he was really mad at Samsung for uh, for picking the guy, but he was yeah. We need to get Brendan Sander back on the show to talk about that. Yeah, because for Brendan Sander, like Champions League medal now. Yeah, that's he, he is. So that's we'll see. Former we'll, former guest. Yeah, I I'm not sure about Brendan Sander though. I'm not sure if he has that same. I feel like he's smoother than Taylor. So yeah. But I Taylor has that like that drive and that that look in his eyes sometimes. Where he's like, I'm just gonna pin this ball, and I haven't really ever seen that from Sander. Interesting. Yeah, I've I've live streamed and commentated a few of his matches at, like junior when he was he would come up to Canada, whereas like Norseekas or Pan Am Cups and stuff like that, and uh, yeah, just. Uh, Never really wowed by him in the same way that it was by Taylor. Maybe a year with uh, Bruno, Robert Landy, Simon, you Andy Liel, uh, Juan Terena, um, <laughs> anyone else that floats your boat, Sokolov. Yeah. Maybe a year with those guys might get that hunger in the eyes of uh, Brendan Sander, but we'll have to get him back on and see what he says. That's that's some some roster. That's why yeah. they're the that's why they're the Champions League winners, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Pool F. Agatha Duda, for me, favorites. Um, but also at the same time, we'll come to Paul G in a minute. Um, Wang and and Sia, uh, I haven't seen them actually. I got given the the info I got given before my last game was for this team, so I 
apologies for Chinese fans. Mm-hmm. I use this as my chance to apologise. I got given some dud info, and uh, it was actually both players that were wrong, and I got told it was only one. So uh, <laughs> I swapped the one that was wrong, and then halfway through my opening scene, I was like, hang on, this is not the right team. Oh. Ishii Murakami, fast improving. Cuba, I have no idea about, to be honest, I haven't seen them. You um, know what, that's, you know, Layla and, and Malin just getting dummy by Agatha and Duda. That's another team, you know. These, these Cuban teams, they just, they just, they're super physical and, and really good, but they just don't have the experience. Mm-hmm. And I think that now that they've been it through it a few times, like you said, I think they're getting a little, a little portly. Uh, you got Pete Shorts in the wash a few times, right? Yeah. I mean, to me, to, to me, this, this pool is all Agatha and Duda. I mean, Jian and Jian Wang, they're going to three with Ishii and Murakami, Murakami and uh, they are... Uh, you know that that Japanese team is really good, but that's a Japanese team that you know they don't make main draws all the time, right? They they they, they kind of fall through in, in qualifying once in a while and very good ball control, but they just don't really have it. The next I could see Cuba beating beating F- Japan. Fascinating like story about this is uh, last year, Marcos Lustri, head coach of uh Rossi now had that job with some of the uh, Japanese side. Uh, former coach, um, now works for the FIVB, Steve Tartan, was the head coach of Japan as well. Mm-hmm. Um, former head coach of Taliko Clancy and Lou Bowden. Both of them didn't last the year, difficult circumstances. Japan's a tough place to work if you're a foreign coach by the sounds of it. Yes, I've I've heard that uh, very much. Actually, their former like technical director, he quit and he came back to, to Canada. He's working with our uh, Alberta Pandas and... Uh, <laughs> He's 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 Japanese, but yeah, yeah it's there's it's the a lot thing. of demands if you're coaching yeah. in, in Japan, and it's like this whole new uh, ethos of coaching is you you got tight, yeah, you know, tight ship. You gotta you gotta run a tight ship, and you gotta win now. And if you're not, you know, it's tough. Yeah, yeah. Soji Shu Senior went down there and like spent a year there on the, on the men's side, and then, you know, quickly quickly jumped ship. Got out of there. So it's. Uh, it's probably why they're not winning much on either men's or women's beach volleyball or volleyball, right? It's a big sport in their country, man. Like, I was there for a month. It was, uh, it was crazy. Yeah. It's great. It's great learning experience. But I mean, it's big in Korea too, right? Like, the K-League. I was doing the Winter Olympics covering skiing and I was just watching volleyball every night. <laughs> I, I was just getting home and being like, ah, yeah. games. Yeah, when I was at the V-League trials, I was like, these guys have money. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Pool G is an interesting one. You can show you got the, This is the group of like, yeah, the teams are probably all going to get through because even the team that come third, like, they'll be in that top eight sector of twelve. Yeah. But, like, you need a good seeding going through. Mm-hmm. Like, Taliqua and Mve uh-huh. playing great for me. Like, I had them down as winning it. Really? The, the, yeah, man. Like, I'm actually because of Kirk was living in England. He's a he's an old friend. Pippen? She knew quite well, yeah. yeah, yeah. And um yeah, he, he was living in we living in the same town for a long time. Um he's got them in a great place mentally, I think. And they play this real expansive Aussie style play. And for me, like women's or oh, this women's game is all about matchups and in the head to head, Kerry and Brooke have got like Taliqua and Mfe. And that's a big game because like I can see Australia beating anybody, but I just feel like Kerry Walsh is going to be a pain in the ass for Australia. Stuber Van Ersel were really impressive against Sweat and Walsh Jennings. Like they broke on the soft one a lot. Yeah, they broke on the off the body swing so yeah. much. 
on Brook Sweat, and they dug a lot of balls from the, the, the glimpse that I saw. You know what? And like, I, I feel like that Brooke Sweat doesn't necessarily get the, the credit that she deserves, uh, but I find that she's one of the most patient defenders. Yeah. She just waits and waits and waits and goes. And she's I, a quick, eh? Yeah, she's like, so quick. Good. I think she you know, just fold it. Yeah, she's just relaxed and patient, but uh, I've seen her a lot with, like, when she plays Melissa. She reads Melissa like a book, yeah. and Melissa's a tough one to read, but... Uh, I've noticed that when if you go like thumb down on her and you're able to cut it on the inside, yeah. she doesn't do a like lunge forward really well. She moves yeah. side to side really, really quickly. And if you're yeah. going to try to hit the corner, she can really track that down. But if you're going inside the block, you're trying to go underneath yeah. the block, which is a lot more possible with, with Carrie than it was with Summer Ross, then she has a mu- bit more or tougher time to, to get that ball. Fascinating. It's a very, very good tip. Um, that, that for me is huge huge game when i watched australia the usa in china it was the final of the four star so mm-hmm. like they medaled three times in like four four stars mm-hmm. australia yeah in this day and age it's tough to do that in the women's game the, women's, that the women's game is so is yeah. so so it's so tight ah. um question is is that australia in that matchup were quite didn't have their best game mm-hmm. they played so well they set Brooke off the net mm-hmm. and took Taliqua's block out of the game completely. Yeah. And the question for KP, I guess, is to to uh, figure out a few changes to try and upset the rhythm yeah. of Brooke's sweat in her side-out play to stop her from chipping around when the ball's tight and then banging when the ball's slightly off. It was very, very simple but really effective from the American. I find Maria Fay and, and Brooke Sweat very similar. Mm. You know, yeah. run a different game, right? They they run to the stick a lot, but yeah. but both like still really explosive and yeah, you know, quick and, and quick and patient. Mm. You know, they're not. Uh, For me, M is one of the best passes I that I've seen on the world tour. I'll have to I'll have to uh, check that out. I haven't, I haven't really noticed that, but but the Aussie yeah. the way the Aussies play, like they have to keep the two ball in the game. Yeah. And to do that, you you have to pass, you have to pass really fucking well. So this is this is very true. So they're they're, they're constantly in. So. Paul Paul Hage, ex guest, uh, Mepelink Kaiser. We just shared the lift with Kaiser on the way up. Um, Hubli Bedshard, who I've seen a little bit of this year, playing uh, some other um, events, uh, Australia too, and then Egypt. Like if you compare that pool with the pool that we've just spoken about. Yeah, Christ. I mean, like, yeah, Kaiser, Maplink, they're they're good. Betchard, Hoopley are, are are pretty good too. Like, they're all like very average, like uh-huh. ninth, you know, ninth place, maybe fifth place teams. But none of them really have much. You know, I think Kaiser, Maplink, they've always kind of been on the cusp, but I've never really got it. And then you've got Egypt and in there, yeah. so they're all gonna beat up on Egypt and uh, probably make it through. But I don't really see any of them making it past, you know, a pre quarter. Well, like Maplink, Kaiser, they made the final four in Ostrava. Yeah. Really, really good. When they can pass well, again, like Kaiser hits a di- couple of different tempos from a couple of different areas. They they handset everything to try and run a faster game. Like, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're a modern twist on, on what they're doing. Like, I still feel they can... Uh, I got, I've got i got fifth written all over it for, for Meppel and Kaiser at the moment. I don't think they're going to... But they, if they qualify top of the group, like, I'm really sorry, they're going to have a fairly easy next round. Mm-hmm. So that's thirty-two down to sixteen. That's a ninth. Yeah, yeah. Like, 
Yeah, like, <coughs> but from that ninth, it's going to be a different ball game. Yeah, absolutely. Once you start getting to that top of the pyramid on the women's side, you know, going through the the Canadas and the USA's and the Brazils and the Australias, it's it's well, look, tough. Look at Paul I like Pavin, Melissa, Sponsor. Uh, Kelly Clays. Man, Sponsel and Clays, I think, is really a team that you need to watch out for. You know, Sarah Sponsel. right? Yeah, I mean, especially with the NCAA, that Ooh. beach volleyball that's been growing up recently. I mean, we talk about it in Canada, mm. but, you know, it's it's tenfold on the USA side. It's just pumping out players and, like, you know, skilled players. Who are, who but are you look at, like, who's coaching out there, right? Like, they've got the best coaches sat in those full-time jobs just... Everyone's it's it's perfect for the sport because everyone's living the dream. Like you've got beach volleyball coaches at the top of their game, not having to travel around the world to earn a living from the sport. So like And I mean I, I feel like on another note, Donaldson has done an amazing job at rebuilding the A V P and that the A V P is really becoming a a great place and it's mm-hmm. You know, you've got the NCAA beach, and then you've got the AVP, and it's just a perfect, you know, jumping ground for for those athletes. Yeah, I'm trying to get an old old roommate from 2013 World Championships when I went out there with Kirk as an assistant coach for, for Great Britain when he's here with with the women, uh, Jeff Conover, who's who's like that. Okay, yeah, yeah, Jeff Conover, yeah, yeah, Jeff Conover, lovely guy. Yeah, he's a great dude. He, he's a big he's a big uh, component. Whatever that guy does, he's he, he's good at it, and he knows volleyball like. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But you know what? I think, you know, I really think that Pavin and Melissa are a team that when they get down to it and they get focused on winning, those are two people that, like, they can get laser focused on, on winning. And sometimes that's bad. Mm-hmm. But I think in a situation like this, that they can really, really do some damage. And you know what? I think that if anyone has them in their draw, yeah. You know, they're worried. Scott Davenport, the coach as well, is no mug. He, yeah. know, he knows volleyball too, eh? Yeah, I mean, any time I've gotten to, t- to talk to Scott, he is so, so, so good. He's a good and, dude, isn't he? Yeah, and I mean, look, if you look at the other support staff that they have in terms of, like, Adam Schultz, or who's um, Sarah's husband, he's great in terms of data, volleyball, and stuff like that. And as we talked about, Melissa's dad, Hernan, he coached uh, Marquise and John Child at the 96 Olympics. Mm-hmm. He's a legendary coach. So there's just such a wealth of knowledge around that team. And they're, they're dialed in right now. They're, they're, they're dialed in and they're they're ready to make a run at Yeah, what you find, right, is like, it's funny. You look at Bruno indoors, indoor Bruno. Mm-hmm. Like, his, his father's probably the best coach of all time. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, Benigno, like, you... You can't coach that much when it comes to uh, just game understanding and general volleyball chat to have that level of just talking all the time. I mean, we're seeing it in Canada too. You know, you've got Glenn Hogue who's coaching the national team. Nick Hogue. Do you see that bounce last night? If you haven't seen it, check check my Instagram feed on volleyball yeah. source. Nick Hogue bounced a ball last night against against door. Italy, like on the right side, and just sh- like killed it. Like you know, Brett Walsh who's setting for Canada right now. His dad was you know kind of like the 13th guy on that 84 yeah. uh, olympic roster yeah. um nick Hoke? yeah yeah if you'll you'll see it on my on my instagram oh dear yeah 
Yeah, and you know guys what? just getting better and better, right? In Italy and yeah. playing playing good yeah. level all the time. I'm gonna mention a name now and you're gonna remember this. His name is Xander Ketrazinski. Okay. And dude is gonna be an absolute like he'll he'll be he'll be one of the best players at the junior world championships this year. Yeah. He's like a six eight. Six, Not the nine. guy who plays for the UCLA, the rapper. What? <laughs> Not the rapper who plays for UCLA. No, but his younger brother Cole is actually gonna be playing for UCLA next year. Oh, man. And you're going to be playing for Spraw at UCLA. The Ketrazinski's, man, they're they're going to take Canadian volleyball by Man, score. like Spraw's at there, and then you got Alan Knowles. At, uh, no, Alan. <laughs> hey, Knowles. Yeah, uh, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't think of it either, but... You know, I was the guy who used to play volleyball my, my hometown. For those who listen from Bournemouth, big up, Alan Knowles. I think it's because, like, volleyball is such a new sport <laughs> that, like, that first generation that was really good, you know, were kind of good in the, yeah. you know, the seventies and the eighties. And those are the people who are having kids now who are, you know, coming into the sport. Like if you look at Kevin yeah. Tilly, you look at mom uh, and dad both play. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I, I know there's way more. I'm just friggin' I'm tired of shit. But is, is that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's now midnight. Um, that's that sport though, right? I think it always is for as long as you're a smaller sport, that's that's gonna be the way in. Right, we've we've got like three we've got more, three more pools. Five, we, we then we've got bed before uh, eight hours sleep and then I'm I'm going to the gym because I'm drinking like one or two beers and I'm eating ice creams because the ice creams are free in the in the oh, media. I had, I had three of them today. Yeah, and then I'm eating cake because it's there in front of me as well. So I, I, I had more ice cream than I did dinner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Paul J, uh, Carol Solberg, Maria Antonelli. This um, is another gnarly pool. Like Larson yeah. Stockman just won the AVP. Kozak Ludwig, obviously, like yeah. big, and then Maria Antonelli and Carol, like yeah, Larson Stockman as well. They they did well in Warsaw. They they made the final, right? Yeah, yeah. They're on yeah. good form, Co- but then they're zero one because of that. Because of uh, yeah, Larson Stockman coached by Evie Matthews, Everett Matthews actually, and he's a Canadian. Yeah, he wow. used to coach Brandy and Heather back in twenty seventeen. And USA wow. he was like, Nah, you gotta coach. You, you can't coach Canada and USA. You gotta you yeah. only coach Russ. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Didn't know that. Ludwig and um, because like now. They've not had the rub of the green, right? They've taken a couple of one-two barbecues. They've 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 nudged through. And uh, speaking, a British guy is actually married to Laura Dunthick, a British coach. Coaches okay. in Germany, uh, former head coach of Great Britain, Netherlands. Um, spoke to him very quickly. Very good guy. Mm-hmm. And just said like, it's managing patience with expectation of wanting to be the best right now. Yeah, and but I think it's tough because Ludwig, she's she's come off so many injuries. Kozak is is new to the beach she's coming in for the mm-hmm. indoor so i think that they've you know what i'm not even sure that they're going to be ready in time for 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 uh to tokyo in, in 2020 mm-hmm. I a german team will be ready in time for tokyo but but you're they're coached by like maybe the goat in your Wagner, right like yeah, he won yeah, gold yeah. with brink reckham and he won gold with ludwig Wolkenhorst. So he switched from men to women winning gold medals like they'll i think they'll be ready i just that game against if they can if they can top the group, I'm gonna put my I'm gonna hang my hat on it. If they can come out top, if they can do Carol and Maria Antonelli, which I think they can, yeah, I think they'll make top five and top five on home sand with everybody watching with Laura Ludwig and how she rolls, you're in for an absolute winner. Um, Paul K. As we're into the final stages of this very quick podcast that's lasted almost an hour uh has has russia two in it 
And really, it's a fascinating one because it's a real fascinating one. Sorry, as I, I lose the sound very quickly. Russia, Summer Hughes, Argentina, and China three are in this pool. And I don't know, Hughes and Summer coached by Jose Loyola. It's a weak pool, really. Like, it really is. We just, sorry, just had a couple of sound difficulties. Um, it's a real tough pool. Yeah. Like, it's an, it's not an easy pull, but it's also not a not, tough pull. Yeah, exactly. It's It doesn't have the star power, but everyone's pretty even. I mean, man, that Hughes and Summer versus uh, uh, Galay and Pereira, like, Galay, legend, she played with Klug for you know, did, yeah. years, but they went toe-to-toe -to -toe today, and, you know, I thought it was a center court match with, like, how loud it, the crowd was watch, watching that one. And they also called Sarah sick on me. And it was, it was uh, uh, on court, too. But, yeah, you know, uh, Hughes and Summer, I really think that they're a team that could be good. But, like, Summer Ross has just been, she's been, like, she's always kind of been, like, touted as the next one and has never really been able able to do it. Mentally, it's going to be interesting to see if she can get yeah. over the line, I think. Pull out. Let's get this done. Yeah, we're, we're on the last No game. disrespect to Barbara Fernanda, Shabova, Dubakova. Finland, we love Finland, guests of the show. We love Mexico. But it's uh, it's 5 past 12, and we've gone through every group. <laughs> and sorry to those four teams that you're not getting the attention you deserve. But my money is the fact that Finland didn't start as well as they should have done. No. And it's going to cost them dearly because they're not here to win it, but they could have got a great result. And potentially for Finland, it's going to leave them compromised. You know what? Yeah, I, you know what? Like, you're losing that bad to Strakova, Dubakova. Barbara Fernandez is going to be another battle. And even Revolta or Ayana, you know, that's a team that could 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 upset Finland. And uh, to me, it's it's really good between Mexico and, and, and Finland to see who's going to be able to come through in that, that third place. Yeah, but Mexico, no mocks. No, especially not. And also, like, when we, we also have to consider that tomorrow it's going to be 31 degrees here, right? It is going to be hot. And Are you telling me that's not Finnish weather? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you it's definitely Mexican weather, <laughs> right? Uh, I don't know. We, we played in, in Finland at, uh, in August, and it was 4 degrees at 10 a.m. in the morning. In August in Finland, wow. Christ, it was cold. I didn't play. Obviously, I was wrapped up. Warm. Yeah, you know, I mean, Canadians, we we know that a little bit too. But uh, damn, you know, I don't. I'm not entirely sure if anyone's gonna be ready for 31 degrees, and it's gonna be it's gonna be hot. If you're playing on center court, it's mm -hmm. gonna be hot in that stadium. Man, it's hot in the commentary box. It is so sweaty. We are all sharing sweat in those headphones. Yeah, I bet. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> right, day two. We did it. We did we it. We got the first podcast of Freeball out at the World Champs. 24 pools. Volleyball Source. It's been unreal. Thank you so much for coming in. Sharing your wisdom and sick knowledge as well. It's we should, we it's been a pretty good volley chat, right? Like we yeah. did we did a pretty good job of that. We should we should definitely do one. I mean, whether it's this week or in yeah, the future sure. where we're where it's not, you know late at night and we've been going hard for for the past few days i um, think that's just the nature of the world champs oh yeah absolutely we gotta you know that's just how how things go 
But uh, yeah, I'm I'm glad I'm glad we we've been able to do this. Awesome. I mean, I think uh, cool. I think that you and I could kind of sit here and swap to- stories for for hours. But yeah, I think we should do it again this week or something. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm here. We, we have uh, we have Mickey Mickey Sudo come on at some yeah. stage. We'll try and get another couple on. You're more than welcome to come in and uh, hey man, group my, chats. My Airbnb is like not even a five mile minute walk away so uh, you know i'm 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 very down i'm always down to talk some volley that's uh i mean that's how that's what i've been doing for the the past nine years and there's very few people that i've been able to do it with so i mean yeah, it's, it's, it's always fun when there's someone that not only can keep up with me but that i can learn stuff from yeah like, I that's, feel the same too. that's that's great so rare, thanks man rare breed right follow us instagram follow volleyball source as well uh it's been an epic day uh, the first on well, my gym session was 8 a.m. and then I went straight to breakfast and a meeting at I think 10:30, and now it's midnight. But that's the World Championships, and we also, I think, both of us feel so lucky that we get the opportunity to be working on the sport that we love all the time. So that is definitely Sounds not lucky. a winch. Yeah. Um, sleep well, podcasters, and uh, yeah, stay with us. All eyes on Hamburg. All that jazz. Too tired to plug. See you later. (laughs) See you guys. Thanks a lot.